Hey everyone, what's going on? It's Kyle Cruz, and you're listening to the KC The Moves Podcast for Thursday, the 31st of August. Fuck, what's going on? How's everyone going? Um, and look, I know, let's just cut the shit. Where the fuck have I been? Where, what's, what I've been doing? Uh, took a very lengthy hiatus, didn't I? Took a, uh, huge fucking hiatus. And, um, and that's, that was, um... I'll give it to you pretty bluntly and honestly. Um, I was using, and uh, you can you can probably tell by the sound quality that I'm back to using um, a pretty fucking poor source of uh, recording. But um, looking to hopefully get uh, a more professional sound uh, sounding uh, microphone in the next coming weeks. But I'm not too sure about that just yet. So what happened was I uh, was using a professional one. Um, a really great fucking sounding one, um, a Yeti, I think, and, um, uh, so I borrowed that off my mate, and, uh, he asked for it back, so I had to give it back to him, and, uh, and because, uh, I'm a student on my budget, I don't have, uh, enough money to go and buy myself, uh, another microphone, uh, or at least a great sounding one in that, in that, uh, aspect, so I'm back to using this fucking, um, this fucking headset, <laughs> And uh, it probably sounds fucking terrible. You can there's probably like a bit of a screech, which I thought, Jesus Christ, piss me, it pisses me off, fucking beyond belief. But um, I don't know. There, I had to, I had to get back into it because um, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give that in a second. So the reason I was I've been out for so long and you haven't really heard anything um, was that because I had to give that microphone back. So that's back in Newcastle. It's not here anymore. I dearly miss it because it sounded fucking beautiful and. Um, it was a great source of recording, uh, so that's that's there. So hopefully, yes, looking to get another one in the next coming weeks. Not too sure when, but I will update you when um, that will happen via the Facebook page, and um, even for here maybe. And uh, so okay, so why haven't we heard anything since the? I think the last one was the Fast and Furious podcast. Why haven't we heard anything since then? Um, SoundCloud, uh, there's, a, there's a problem, I don't know what kind of thing's going on, it wasn't the internet, um, it also, it was, so it was partially, it was partially mine, my fault, uh, actually, and, but it was also SoundCloud's, I don't know, something fucking going on with SoundCloud, I don't know what it was, my internet was fine, but it was my end that it was taking, it was on, it was a problem on my end that it, it took so fucking long to happen and to come out, um, and to, and to upload, of course, um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm going to uh, clear up my end first. So what I was doing wrong was, and I'm only just getting started in the podcast game, so uh, this is a lesson I've learnt now, and uh, this will, hopefully this will take less time to be put up there. Um, so uh, what, what, what I was doing was, um, I wasn't actually compressing the audio. Now, if that's something that you should do if you want to upload it and um, lo- not lose that much quality. Compress it in a way that you don't lose that much quality, but you still got to fucking compress it to put it up there. So what I was doing was the hour and a half podcasts were about uh, 700, nearly 800 megs, and the half an hour podcast on the Tuesdays uh, were about 300 megs. And uh, that's why it was taking so long to upload, because they were 600 to 800, the, one, the hour and a half, the normal episodic podcasts. And um, I've learned my lesson now that uh, you can, in the program that I use, you can um, compress it down to a nice, uh, a better, um, you know, just a, a smaller file size. And uh, you can up, like, compress it down to like 126, maybe even 90 if you're at it. Um, if you can, but, um, with these, I don't think I'll be able to compress it that much, especially with these fucking, this fucking headset, now that I'm back to using this poor shit, 
um, so yeah, um, I wasn't, uh, I won't be able to do it that much, but I can probably get it down to like, I'd, I'd say 200, maybe I'm not too sure. Cause if I go past, if I go past like 100, it'll just sound shit. And, um, who knows? If you have any tips, like, please like, let me know because I, uh, want to get, I want to get, uh, you know, I just want to get these out. I want to get these out here again. I want to start doing this again. Um, so that was my end. I was just not compressing them down and uh, I was uploading them, you know, at the full full size format, very fucking huge. Um, and uh, so now I've learned, <laughs> I've learned that lesson. Uh, thank God I've only learned it like fucking nearly 20 episodes in. Um, so that's that's why. And, uh, and so that was my end. So the next end was the SoundCloud's end. And it just, I don't know, they just kept fucking up. Like every single upload was just kept fucking up. It wouldn't upload. It wasn't my internet because I was, uh, sometimes I'd even watch them and they just wouldn't do it. So I just had enough. I was paying $16 a month, which was um, really fucking up my bank account. Like taking out $16 a month every fucking month. Um, and I wasn't even, and the, the, the sad thing was I wasn't even using SoundCloud because I couldn't even fucking upload my files. So um, I decided to uh, uh, end my subscription to SoundCloud. So that is over. You can no longer hear, I think you can hear a couple of files, but they've hidden most of them because I've like ended my paid subscription. And um, you can hear a couple, but uh, you will no longer be able to hear any continuous episodes on SoundCloud. I will not be releasing them on SoundCloud anymore. Um, if you want to hear uh, the rest, if you want to hear the rest like this one and the more to come, Castbox. Um, I've joined Castbox and I had no like the Unis upload episode. You can do do things for free, and now that I can do smaller files, um, they're going to be qu uh, quicker to upload, and I'll, I'll be able to like just quickly edit them after I finish them and then upload them straight away. And hopefully they'll take like ten minutes to upload, and then the, oh, it's already up there, ready to go. You can listen to it. Um, yeah, so Castbox is the one to get. You can get Castbox on your, um, excuse me, on your uh, iPhone and your Android phone. You can also listen to Castbox on your desktop. Go into Castbox in the uh, web browser and uh, fucking just type in Castbox and then uh, find the find the podcast, KC the Movies podcast. I'm on there now, and um, listen to the episodes for free. You don't have to sign up or anything. You can just you just download podcast. Um, <laughs> sorry, you just <laughs> you just download Castbox. Uh, just connect with Facebook. Uh, with Castbox, and then you're ready to go. You can, and on Castbox, there's tons of other podcasts you can listen to as well. But of course, as I said, I'm on there now, so you can um, listen to them through there. And uh, it's pretty, it's pretty good. A very uh, easy app. I already listen to Castbox because I listen to many other podcasts on Castbox, and because um, I I wasn't able to access the desktop version. I don't know why, but I wasn't able to access that. So now I'll be just uploading that through the desktop version. And uh, anyway, you can and you can just listen to the app, and you can listen to it on the fly. And the good thing is, you don't have to. Um, the thing was, we listening to SoundCloud was you had to. Um, uh, you had to keep the. I'm pretty sure you had to keep the app open. I think it was that. Um, when you slide, especially on the Android phones, when you slide it off, you had to keep that. You had to actually keep that open. With um, with Castbox, you can just listen to it um, and just plug it into the radio, and it's just you know you have to sign up. You don't have to sign up. Um, you just gotta, if you have a Facebook account, you listen to Facebook. I'm pretty sure you can just enter your email. Um, but yeah, like, I guess you still have to, have to sign up, don't you? <laughs> in, a, in a way, you kind of still have to sign up. But it's not as like, I remember that the, my uh, parents were saying that like they, uh, and a couple of my mates were saying that they had to, because to, they had never listened to SoundCloud before, they had to actually go through this fucking process of just like, 
getting in there and then um, you know having an account in there. Um, Castbox isn't as rigorous, I guess, and uh, you can just um, get on it. Like the app is so fucking easy; you just download it. It's free, um, and uh, you can even download episodes on Castbox and listen to them offline whenever you want as well. So if you want to hear uh, my fucking glorious voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at a time where you don't want to use your your, your Wi-Fi or your 4G or your 3G or your H+, whatever the fuck that means, um, you can just download it and download it at the time. Depends how big the file is, and you can listen to them offline. You can have like this. There's a download section, and you just listen to it offline. Uh, that would be your. That's that's how it happens on my uh, my uh, phone, my, um, my, my 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 mobile phone anyway. But if I started there, fuck. And uh, that's how I listen to it. Uh, most of the other podcasts I listen to are because I don't want to listen to one 4G, and it, like the internet here is not too great uh, at my flat. So I just listen to. Uh, I download them. What I do is download them at school, and they're only like like 60 megs, 90 megs. And uh, yeah, listen to them on the way home, or just sit in bed, listen to them. And you can do the exact same, but with my voice. Isn't that fantastic? Isn't that fucking great? But as I, as I said again, hopefully we'll be getting a better sounding microphone because this this is probably going to sound like shit. Probably going to sound like really quiet NPR shit. And um, yeah, just have a better sounding better sounding equipment. I really hope to get better sounding equipment and uh, really kick it off because it feels like I was I started off like beginner style and then I went good when I got this I got to borrow this microphone and now I had to give it back so I've lost that and gone back to the beginner style it's kind of like life in a way you learn a lot of lessons you learn a lot of lessons um and uh, it's fucking it's come full circle You're like back to this back to this this is how it all started and we're back to it um and you could listen to it like this you don't have to and you, or if you don't like it I don't yeah just I listen. Wait till they get. Wait till I get the microphone. I guess. But if you love, uh, if you're a supporter of the show before I even, and these are the true. Like some of my mates, uh, and even some other people around the world. If you listen to the podcast before I went to that professional mic, fucking hell, hats off to you, uh, to getting through that. Uh, I don't know if I could just hear the screech, but if you could hear like this really high pitched screech, I honestly don't know how to get rid of it. Again, if you know how to get rid of it, please tell me. I'd love to fucking get rid of it. <laughs> So anyway, SoundCloud's over. I'm on Castbox now, so go on Castbox and listen to it. Uh, listen to those through there. I'm hoping to get a website up and running actually within the next year or so. Um, especially with my short films and everything, and everything I'm, I want to uh, release through my YouTube channel. I'm hoping to get a website. You can act, you can access pretty much any of my content through there, and um, and I'll probably just upload files through there as well. But if you don't want to go on the website, Castbox is the way to go. Uh, and you can just down, yeah, download it on iPhone, Android, or listen to it on the desktop. Simple as that. Boom, done there. Um, and I don't know. The, I think the reason, uh, another reason, why I wasn't uh, uploading or saying anything or trying to at least uh, make an effort was I don't know. I was going for a bit of a slump, and uh, I've kind of I'm kind of getting over that at the moment, uh, getting better. But uh, I don't know. There was a bit of a uh, dark patch, I'd say. A bit of a dark patch. I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't doing much, and. Um, yeah, now I I feel a lot better, and uh, I don't know. I kind of miss I kind I kind of miss doing this. So I was like, "Fuck it, I don't care if I've got the because that my my mindset was I don't have the professional microphone, so I don't think I should go back to being, you know, we, we can't we can't go shit fucking amazing and then back to shit again. So um, I just thought, ah, I was starting to miss it, and I was just like, ah, 
I wasn't really doing anything either. I was just like fucking laying in bed, just um, not doing much. Uh, just feeling like I was, there was a bit of an emptiness that needed to be filled, and it is back to being filled. Um, and I hope to do this on Thursdays again, on Thursdays nights, and hopefully even get it out Thursday night now that I know to do the fucking compression shit. Hopefully get it out Thursday nights, if not f- early Friday morning. And, um, yeah, and uh, hopefully we're back to the halfers on Tuesdays. Uh, but starting with pre-production on my next project at the moment. So um, it might be a little busy, but I've, I actually said to myself, during this hiatus, I said to myself, even if you're the busiest, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it on Thursday. Keep doing it on Tuesday. Say it when you do it. Um, say it. Uh, do it when you say you were going to do it. Otherwise, you're just letting people down. And that's what happened with one of my first projects. I said I was going to make something, and then it never really happened because I promised way too much, and it never really happened. So... Um, I want to get back into it. I want to do it on uh, Thursdays and Tuesdays. And hopefully you'll be able to accept this kind of shitty format, to be honest. And, um, yeah, just have a listen and enjoy. Right, so then now that now that the uh, dirty laundry's out of the way, and that took, like, what, 15 fucking minutes to say all that shit? Uh, now that the dirty laundry's out of the way, let's get on to movies. This is what the podcast is about. This is what we do. This is what this fucking thing's about, you know? This is what... <laughs> That's why I started this thing. Um, so, uh, since I've been away, I've watched a fucking ton of... Well, not a ton of movies, but I've watched a few movies since I've been out of the game. And, uh... Yeah, they're fucking... They're great movies as well. Um, since I've been out, I've seen Baby Driver, which was uh, fantastic. I'll give, like, little quick reviews of these movies. And, um... I'm not going to use the rating system anymore. Uh, that I that I did use. I'm just going to say if I liked it or not. I'd rather just give an opinion and that's it. Not give it really a rating. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I don't want to do that anymore. And just give my opinion and say what I think. So, Baby Driver. I saw that uh, in July, actually. It came out in June in the US, but I saw it in July. Excuse me. And, um, yeah. Great movie. Great movie. Edgar Wright. Fucking hell. One of my, one of my favorite directors. He's... Um, He's made something that I've honestly never seen before. I've, uh, you know, you see stylistic uh, movies. This is definitely stylistic. Um, I'd say more style over substance, but there is some that I, the characters are great. The story kind of weakens in the middle, I'd say, and uh, picks up at the third act with your great uh, with your great uh, resolution uh, to your conflict. Uh, but the the kind of the love side of it between Lily James's uh, Deborah and um, Again, what's his name? Ansel Elgort's um, baby. Uh, bit, 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 bit weak. Could have been worked in a bit more, but uh, I still enjoyed it, and I still fucking loved these characters. Baby is a fucking Ansel Elgort knocks out of the park. By the way, with the character of Baby, I was always unsure about Ansel uh, when I was watching uh, when I watched these movies, especially in uh, the in fucking uh, Divergent, Insurgent, all that shit. Um, what else was he in? He was in fucking. He's in all the young adult ones. Uh, Fault in Our Stars. Uh, as much as that movie was okay, I'd still, I don't know, he just didn't really impress me that much, and, uh, it was even worse in the fucking Insurgent movies. But this time around, he's actually proved something to me, he can prove he can act, he's done a fucking fantastic job as Baby, uh, I love John Hamm in this movie, I love, um, fucking, what's his name? Uh, Jamie Foxx in this movie is Bats, one of my favourite characters of the film. John Burnfall, he's only in it for a short amount of time, but I loved his, loved his, uh, Love his time on screen. Kevin Spacey's fucking... He's always going to be great, right? He just makes it fucking easy to cunt. And uh, 
uh, I think it's Eliza or Elsa Gonzalez, this this new edition. I've never heard of her, but she was great as uh, Darling. She was a really cool addition. And of course, Lily James, I fucking fell in love with this uh, girl during the film. I have uh, haven't really seen much of Lily James, but I'm going to see more. I tell you, after watching Baby Driver, I'm going to watch a little more, a little bit more of Lily James and keep an eye out for her because she was um, really charming and just uh, so sweet in this movie. And uh, the, the fuck, I can't get over it. The editing is fucking perfect in this movie. Edgar Wright has has peaked with his editing here because this is this whole movie is synced to the soundtrack of the film. And every single movement and every single action in this film is um, choreographed to the soundtrack uh, it's, um, that's currently playing during the film. So it's kind of like a pseudo-musical in a way. And uh, it's, it's just it's so fucking good. The soundtrack is great. I've listened to the soundtrack on repeat. Uh, a bit of a break right now, but ever since I uh, watched that movie, uh, I, I fucking... Yeah, it was great. The soundtrack's fucking... There's great fast ones. There's great slow ones. There's in-betweens. Great, great stuff. The beginning of the film had me hooked right from the fucking get-go. The opening six-minute sequence, the chase sequence, was fucking awesome. And uh, especially one of my favorite scenes was the uh, tequila scene in the warehouse. Uh, that was, that's, again, that's fucking great. And another great standout was um, the chase scene uh, where I think the song is Hocus Pocus and the band's focus. I'm, I'm, I think so. Uh, very fucking adrenaline-pumping, just, oh, just kinetic song. It gets you going. And I uh, really felt it during in, during that movie. I've seen Baby Driver twice in cinemas, uh, and it's one of my favorites of the year. Definitely top three, if not my favorite. Uh, fuck it, it might be my favorite of the movie. My my favorite of the year, uh, definitely. Um, I, I can't wait to see what Ego Wright does next. Uh, this fucking it blew me away. I loved it. Uh, I also caught Spider Man Homecoming, and uh, that was a great addition as well. Tom Holland. Uh, was was probably the, my favorite Spider-Man and Peter Parker at the moment. Um, sorry to those uh, Tobey Maguire fans and the I don't care the Andrew Garfield ones. He wasn't that great. Um, but yeah, Tobey Maguire was a good Spider-Man, but his Peter Parker was like the the dude was oldish fuck. And Tom Holland really suits the role here. And it's it's like a nice it's a nice uh, high school movie. Reminds me a lot of John Hughes and uh, the villain of uh, Michael Keaton as the Vulture was great as well. I uh, really liked him. He's another villain in a superhero movie where I've said, oh, I actually liked the villain. He, I did get what he, like, I did get his motivation and I loved his time on screen. Because very rarely do I say that in a superhero film, especially nowadays. And, uh, yeah, Tom Holland is just fucking charming as fuck as Spider-Man. And um, it was just an enjoyable film. I fucking, it was great. I really enjoyed Spider-Man Homecoming. Definitely one of the best uh, superhero films of the year. And uh, I'd say my favorite would be Wonder Woman at the moment, but... Um, Spider-Man: Homecoming is close. Actually, no. My favorite would be Logan. Even though I really don't really technically technically call that a superhero film. It's very human. Um, anyway, it's more of a film. Logan is more of a film to me than uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming and Wonder Woman. But I'd say Wonder Woman is the best superhero type movie. Uh, Logan is the best, even though it, it involves it involves uh, Wolverine. I'd say. Uh, Logan is better than Wonder Woman, but Wonder Woman is the best superhero type movie and Spider-Man Homecoming coming a close second. Still enjoyable film. Uh, what happened was in the cinema, fun story in the cinema, the actual, the fucking lights went out. So I had to, we got to the bit where um, Peter rocks up to uh, Michael Keaton's character's house. I think his name's fucking, uh, someone, Adri- is it Adrian Toomes? I think it's Adrian Toomes, correct me if I'm wrong. Adrian Toomes. 
And uh, we got to there, the lights went out, and then they told us to leave. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Turns out the whole blackout in the street. I go outside, it's fucking dark as shit. And um, we're like, what the, sh- what the fuck? Whole of King Street in Newtown is out. And uh, that was it for the whole like rest of the night. I just went home, I was like, what the fuck? Anyway, so they gave us a free ticket. I went back, I watched the rest of it. Enjoyed the movie. Um, <clears throat> a film I watched uh, that didn't actually come out in cinema didn't get really did that wide of a re- release was a film called Shot Caller which is definitely one of my favourites of the year um, it uh, has uh, Nikolaj Costa Waldo I, I don't know how to say his last name but it has Nikolaj Costa Waldo I don't know uh, yeah I don't know how to say it Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones we'll just say that Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones um Great, great, great story, great character. I was hooked all the way through. Um, uh, beautiful cinematography as well. And uh, so gritty and violent, but also so real. Um, it, was, it was just a, and a really intriguing story as well. Um, I had a lot of fun with Shotcaller, and uh, I definitely watched it again. Who knows, it could make top 10 for 2017. We can't be too sure at this point. I can't really say uh, that much about it because, yeah, you can't really. The plot is kind of the, the you know it's you know where the plot is kind of the film. You can't really spoil that much. That's all I can say about Shotcaller. Another fantastic movie I watched uh, this year recently, and it's definitely my top three favorite of the year. It I don't know if anything can uh, come close to it. Um, is a film directed and written by David Lowry called A Ghost Story. And uh, it stars Casey Affleck and Rudy Mara, and it is about a um, a wife that is uh, bereft after her uh, husband dies, and she's left all alone. And it's it's, it's an exp- exploration of grief and people's connection to places, uh, the enormity of time and existence, and um, you know just your yeah as as I said the connection to places and connection to people. But it's more or less about this. It's uh, about this place that they're at because he explores this home and people inhabit this home all through. Um, after Rudy Mara moves out, character of Rudy Mara moves out. Um, he is left in this home, and then he's seen these families fill it, uh, these people fill it. This, this home just gets filled with all these people and all these people making new memories in his home. And uh, well, she buries a note, and kind of there is. Uh, major parts in the film where he's trying to dig into the wall to find this note and um, he can't really seem to get it out and in the end um, it's all kind of you know comes comes around I can't really say much anyway Casey Affleck is a fantastic ghost sheet actor I'll say that a bed sheet actor and uh, the guy actually insisted that he would wear it sometimes because he didn't like how people would take that his character away from him I guess and uh, I like the use of subtitles in this film very funny very funny and witty uh, way of using subtitles and uh, charming. I liked it. Uh, it's a very fucking. It's sometimes it's a very tough watch. There is a very long scene with a pie. That's all I'm going to say. It's about five to six minutes long. If you can handle that scene, you're going to like this movie. If you can't handle that scene, oh, well, this movie's going to be a little long for you. <laughs> but um, yeah, the cinematography is fucking beautiful, and the shots are great. Um, they're very long, as I said. Uh, they're not as long as that fucking pie scene, but they're quite long. And um, it's just, I've never seen anything like it on film. It's shot in, its aspect ratio is uh, 4 by 3 and has these curved edges that really give it a uh, found footage, um, almost camcorder-like quality to it. 
and uh, it's almost like you've found someone's home recordings and um, even though it, it is actually in it's pretty cinematic and the, you know the fucking cinematography is great I recommend this to at least every like just give it a try if you don't like it fine if you do like it yes but if, yeah, if you don't like it, that's that's okay. But this film needs to be watched by... Especially people who have lost someone, because I reckon they will connect to it in a way that would be stronger than how I connected to it. I've, I've lost people, but I haven't been always that... Uh, I haven't lost that many, and I wasn't as connected to that aspect of it. But I found other aspects of the film, aspects of the film that I did connect to, and I had it really... It impacted me greatly, so much that I was in tears by the end of it. So, um, a fucking great movie. And uh, I reckon you should check that out. A ghost story. Right. What else do you now? Um, <clears throat> very recently, about a, about a week ago, I checked out Kamal Nanjiani's and Emily V. Gordon's penned new film, The Big Sick. It's a dramedy, um, if you want to call it that. It's more of a comedy than a drama. There's a lot of funny and um, great dialogue in this film, and it's it's again it's very real because it's based on a true story of the love story of Kamal Nanjiani and Emily V. Gordon. Uh, Kamal Nanjiani plays himself, and Emily V. Gordon, she is played by the always wonderful and sweet, charming Zoe Kazan. I uh, always I fucking I love when she's on screen because I just you can't take her eyes off. She's so 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 she's so cute and sweet. And uh, her characters are always just fun, um, especially her, her character of, even though Emily's not really, she's kind of a character in this film because she's more exaggerated, but uh, she, she reminded me of, um, I don't know if Emily V. Gordon is like this in real life, I've seen a few interviews, but I haven't really, you know, you don't really know someone because from fucking interviews. Um, she reminded me of her character of Chantry in What If with uh, Daniel Radcliffe, and I, I fucking love What If, it's one of my favourite uh, romantic comedies. And um, just enjoyable film. I put it on when I'm like sad. I put it on if I'm like I just want to waste time. Uh, I and I just put it on. Yeah, if I want to like, just cheer myself up, and have a good time. Even though there's quite you know sad bits in it, it's a pretty fun film. It's great to have fun if you can watch it with your mates or uh, you know watch with uh, watch with with your girl or your boy. <clears throat> and uh, the Big Sick is another great movie that will probably be like that. However, it's more drama. There's a lot more drama in it in in a way that because Emily goes into a coma and Kamal has to uh, actually spend time with her parents, and they have just broken up. And this is the whole time that he's trying to get on back on their good side. And um, and you know they go, you know, you know they go, they get through it and. Shit is good, but it's a kind of a rocky road on the on the way there. Kamal is a, is a struggling comic, and um, he's trying to get his name out there, and just like how he probably would have done in real life. And it is about, and his parents are the ones that are a very um, one of the obstacles in this film to for him to with Emily, because he is because he's Pakistani. He is comes from a place where they uh, have have uh, arranged marriages, so his parents are always having people over to the house every time he has dinner, and uh, his mother always brings in another girl that he would love to that she would love for him to um, get to know and eventually marry. But he's in love with Emily, this white girl, and um, he wants to um, obviously be with her. And uh, he's he finds it hard to tell his parents that because obviously of their, you know their um, their kind of their forced way of life onto him, and um, he 
like he doesn't he doesn't pray because um like they wanted to pray he doesn't pray they wanted to do you know this arranged marriage he doesn't want to do it but they break up because she finds out that he has been doing this but he didn't tell her and then after they break up that's when the shit it's the fan because she goes into a coma and then he has to spend the, most of the movie is dominated by uh Kamail uh Ray Romano who plays her husband uh husband her father Terry <laughs> and um and Holly Hunter who plays uh her mother I'm not too sure what the mother's name is. Fuck. Uh, can't be fucked. <laughs> Looking it up now because I've got like a notes in front of me. Um, oh shit, is that 11%? That's not good. Sorry, I was like phone battery. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just, Romano is great in this movie. He was a standout to me. He, um, I've never seen a performance like, like this from him. Um, like he was, I liked him in vinyl, but this is, I liked him more in The Big Stick. I don't know if it was, if it was the script or the dialogue or the way he did it because it was just, it was just awesome. It was like you were watching Real life conversations, even though these probably conversations probably did play, take place, I guess they are exaggerated for the movie. Um, and it's it, it's just it's great sounding dialogue. It's very fuck. It's fucking hilarious, but it's also very grounded and um, just uh, d- d- dark, sad at the same time. It's hard, <laughs> but it's it's but it's it's such a funny movie. I don't know how it does. I don't know how they did it. Kamal Nanjiani and Emily V. Gordon have made a great movie um, I went to Sundance earlier this year and they've made a great comedy great comedy slash drama it is the best comedy of the year to me I think it's the funniest fucking movie of 2017 I haven't seen most comedies this year have kind of let me down and they weren't really that funny because they rely on you know your basic uh, dick dick uh, vagina sex gross gross out jokes and everything but the big sick just relies on really good dialogue and humour and uh, human qualities and there's also a, a great addition of Bo Burnham to this film, which I really enjoyed, because I haven't seen Bo in a while. Uh, the last time I saw him was his Make Happy special in 2016, which was one of my favourite comedy specials of that year. And um, and I'm a massive fan of Bo Burnham, so it was nice to see him in this movie, and he was very fucking funny in this movie as well. Big Sick, if you love a, if you love a rom-com, but if you also love like a very human story, because it's, as again, it's a true story based off their relationship and the eventual um, getting together of Kumail and Emily... Um, yeah, go check it out if you want. If you want a reason to smile this weekend, go check out The Big Sick. It's a, just a beautiful, beautiful movie. Um, and and just to let you know, a little a bit of extra info in the final scene, um, you can spot Emily. She's in front of uh, I think it was I think it's Bo Burnham's character in the end scene. She's in front of him. She's sitting down. That's Emily. So um, just letting you know about that because I, I picked it up. I was like, holy shit, that's her. That's the real Emily. And you got Zoe Kazan over in the, you know. But, you know, I don't want to spoil too much, but she's in the final scene. I'll say that. Uh, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> on, uh, I think it was Friday. Sunday? Sunday? Sunday. Sunday just passed. I caught Taylor Sheridan's new film, written and directed, Wind River, which was also at Sundance. And uh, is great as well like another great movie um, it seems to be the latter half of the year that all these good movies are coming out even though we did have a lot of good early ones like um, Get Out Logan um, I did enjoy Split I'll say that and because uh, everything else was just a bit oh and Raw as well I really fucking enjoyed Raw uh, everything else was kind of a bit just not quite there or just didn't really didn't really knock me away but uh, Wind River is another film this year that is just oh wow uh Tyler Sheridan has um, once again made a uh, great script. 
um, a great uh, premise and a great story. I wouldn't say this is as good. It's not better than Hell or High Water. That would be definitely my favorite. I don't know. This is between this and Sicario is number two spot. Hell or High Water being the top one uh, in terms of scripts from him because Hell or High Water was, was directed by somebody else and so was Sicario. Sicario is directed by Villeneuve. Um, but in terms of scripts, I'd say Wind River and Sicario kind of like on the same level for me in terms of tension and. Um, I don't know, just tension release as well, because it just, shit just hits the fan in this fucking movie. Um, it's very dark, it's very just haunting, there's a haunting backstory of one of the main characters played by Jeremy Renner, who plays Corey uh, Lambert, I'm pretty sure. Corey Lambert, he is a rancher, and, uh, yeah, let's just get onto the plot, I haven't even fucking said the plot of this movie. So, Corey Lambert, who's played by Jeremy Renner, he, um, while he's out in the hunting these, uh, these lions, rancher, sorry, he's a tracker, and uh, he's out hunting these lions. He finds the body of a 17-year-old, I think it's a 17-year-old girl named Natalie. And she has been, uh, it looks like she's been murdered, but you find out it's something else. I'm not going to spoil it. But uh, she's dead, pretty much. There's a dead girl in the snow, and they want to find out, why the fuck there's a dead girl in the fucking snow? So uh, along comes Elizabeth Olsen from the SBI. She plays, uh, what's her fucking name? Jane Banner. And... Um, Pretty much, she uh, comes in. She's a bit of a fish out of the water, but she can still handle herself in a fight. And she's got a uh, yeah, she's strong and she's independent. So, uh, but she's she says it's it's funny because she doesn't really know what's going on in this town uh, on this Wind River Reservation, especially in this uh, uh, this uh, area of Wyoming where this takes place. So the whole movie is fucking snow. It'll snow everywhere and shit because it's in Wyoming in a very cold season, and. Um, She's, as I said, she's got a fish out of water, but she can still handle herself. She's not like the doughy-eyed, like, oh, what the, what's, what's this? <laughs> like, she is, she's strong, she's capable, and, um, she can light some motherfuckers up, I tell ya. <laughs> um, and I really liked her character, but I also loved, I loved Jeremy Renner in this movie. He was a, just, Wow. Jeremy Renner and Gil Birmingham, who was from Hello High Water, who played the other cop, I'm pretty sure, with Jeff Bridges. Gil Birmingham in this movie. I liked Gil Birmingham more here than in Hello High Water. He was a standout. Him and Jeremy Renner were the two standouts to me in this film. Great performances from them. Uh, Jeremy Renner was like... He wasn't Jeremy Renner. He was Corey Lambert in this movie. He wasn't Hawkeye. This wasn't a movie where I just looked at him and I said, oh, there's Hawkeye. Uh, Or... um, yeah, because I, I like especially in in one, the Bourne Legacy film, I was just like, oh, this is kind of shit because the screenplay is kind of shit, I guess. And I just don't really like Corey, um, Corey, Jeremy Renner taking over the uh, mantle of, uh, even though he played another guy, I think his name is something Cross, but even though he never played, I think it was Jordan Cross, was it? Um, he played another person. I just I just didn't really like that movie, but he disappears here. And he's Corey Lambert. He's a he's this character, and he's and you can feel him in this movie. You can feel his um, his his sadness for for what he's experienced in his past life, and um, you learn obviously you learn or more about it. And he's just very it's a lot of depth to his character, and um, it, that, that's but that's due to the scripts written by Taylor Sheridan. Uh, it's it's. One of the best movies of the year to me. It's probably going to make my top 10. Um, I was blown away by it. The text at the end of this movie had me fucking... Just rolled me over like a steam truck. 
um, steamroller, steam truck, bulldozer, however the fuck you want to say it, um, the text just fucking, oh my god, it just fucking washed over me, and I just like stood, and I just sat and watched the credits for like, uh, four minutes of the runtime because I had to go somewhere afterwards, I would have actually just sat there and just handled it, but I, because as soon as I went outside to meet the person that I had to meet after the film, I couldn't even like talk properly because I could, I still was kind of reeling from what I just experienced, and that film wasn't experienced to me, and that was a very fucking deep experience, and it's, it's not just about the murder and the investigation and the, and the mystery in this movie, it's also about the tension between the Native Americans and the American government, and uh, you can really feel that in this film because of the, um, you know, the kind of, like, uh, turn faces and the kind of, um, kind of stern looks, the, stern's a fucking shit word to use, but, like, you can just feel it. You can feel in this movie that they don't trust these, especially the authorities, um, they don't trust them. And they, tr but they, however, they have a close friendship with this tracker, Corey Lambert, um, played by Renner. Great movie. Uh, <clears throat> wrapping, wrapping, wrapping this up, a great movie, uh, great, great screenplay, not the best directed one, I'd say, it's a, it's a fantastic directorial debut, I don't know why Taylor Sheridan said this is my first and last, he should definitely do another one, because I reckon he can handle himself as a director, he's very capable of making a great film, he's made a great film, and, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, this is probably one of her best performances I've seen from her, so, um, yeah, definitely check out Wind River, if you want to just watch a film and just go, holy shit, I need to cry sometimes, um, that and Ghost Story are the ones where you got to, like, take a fucking minute after the film finishes. Uh, and uh, recently, before it was... Uh, even even last night, I before it uh, went out of cinemas, I watched um, Atomic Blonde, because I'm pretty sure that's going to go out next week, but I caught a nice 5pm session of Atomic Blonde because I, I wanted to see it because I do like David Lich. Um, he's helming Deadpool 2. However, he's one half of the John Wick duo. Um... That yeah, did John Wick in Chapter Two, and uh, he's telling Deadpool too. So I'm like, I want to see what he's doing. Charlie's Theron looks. The trailer looks exciting. The trailer looks fun. Charlie's Theron looks like she kicked ass in the trailer. I didn't watch the second one, however, because I was told in the second one they kind of spoiled the the awesome stairwell fight scene because they pretty much showed the whole thing. And why the fuck would you do that? Um, just do the trailer because I liked the trailer alone. I was like, all right, I'll check this movie out. Very stylistic film set in the 80s. Um, here's the plot. <laughs> Heads up, here comes the plot. Uh, so Charlie's Theron plays Lorraine Broughton, and she is a uh, spy, um, English spy, and she's sent to Berlin in 1984, I'm pretty sure, to um, uh, to uh, collect this um, another agent played by McAvoy. I think his name was what the fuck was his name? Oh, I fucking had it. Oh, I had it. It's not like you don't forget his name. I fucking had his name, honestly. Ah, fuck it. I don't know if I'm going to get it. And I don't... The, the phone doesn't have enough battery to go and fucking find it on IDB. So, uh, yeah, to find his character in kind of... Because he's trying to look... He's trying to find uh, this list. Because this list has all the names of the agents. And if it gets out there... It's like a blacklist. If it gets out there, shit gets fucked. And these people are going to die. Because the list is currently in the hands... <coughs> of this uh, Russian... Russian, I think it's KGB, um, agent, who is threatening to sell the list. Um, at least I think so, because the story is actually quite convoluted in this film. So, I really enjoyed it, the action scenes were great, um, I liked the stunts, you can, um, 
great stunt work by these people, great uh, stunt choreography. The cinematography was gorgeous, especially the camera movement. I loved how the camera moved in this film. And um, just, yeah, it's like very fluid movement, and I really, I really enjoyed it, especially, oh my god, especially the awesome stairway fight scene. Oh my god. This glorious one take in the stairway that goes out onto the street and into a car chase. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> really enjoyed that. And uh, the fight in that, the stairway, the fight, because she fights about five blokes, I'm pretty sure. It's really fucking adrenaline pumping. It's um, just... It's brutal. It's kind of brutal. And... Um, yeah. They get their ass kicked. <laughs> I'll say that. And then it goes... Yeah, as I said, it goes into the street, into a car chase. And then we're back to your normal um, cut, cut, cut editing shit. But um, it's really great. So I really enjoyed that. This movie is definitely style over substance, however, because the story is... I'll get to the story in a minute, but the style... I really liked the style. I liked how it was. Um, I liked how it was handled. Um, as I said, Charlie's Theron was great. McAvoy... <coughs> excuse me. Was great. And Sophia, Sophia Batella was a great standout as well. However, I would have liked to see more of Batella. But yeah, let's get to the story. It's kind of convoluted and ha- sometimes hard to follow at times because there's so many fucking things happening. And the way the story is told... Um, is kind of, I don't know, like, it kind of brings the movie to a stop sometimes, which is kind of annoying, because you're in the fight, sometimes Lorraine is talking about a fight, then you actually see the fight, thank God it didn't happen during the stairwell fight, because I would have fucking, didn't, well, I wouldn't have liked that at all, if it didn't do that, but some fights, during the fight, um, or something great happening on screen, something intriguing happening on screen, and having us in there, it always cuts back to this interview, this interview room where she's giving information, and then we immediately just go, "Oh, well, you had me, but now I'm lost. Now you've lost me because I'm not in it anymore, because you've cut to something that just pretty much brings the movie to a fucking halt." So uh, that was kind of disappointing to me, and uh, as I said, the story's kind of convoluted, and uh, there's so much shit just fucking packed in. The character of Lorraine uh, Broaden is at the end of the film because I had a thought of the, uh, after this movie I was like oh I really enjoyed that and then I slept on it and really thought about it and I was like okay this this could have been better this could have been better this could have been better her character of Lorraine Broughton is actually quite weak and you really learn nothing about her you just know that she's an agent of the MI6 and then there's a twist at the end which I won't get into but um not about her but there's a twist in the movie in the end because you know that story just wants to go whoop 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 fucking left right down up right around upside down in your asshole I don't know um and this, yeah, there's just a lot of fucking turns. But yes, you really know nothing about it. So I didn't really feel, uh, even though I was intrigued, I had no idea why I was intrigued because I didn't really care. I kind of wanted to, like, you wanted to feel for a mission, but like, what did she have? And you don't really understand people's motivations sometimes, which is, uh, which was very annoying. Uh, they also were like way too much on the 80s soundtrack, which they have at their hand, at their disposal. Uh, yeah, they thought they rely way too much on that. Um, it kind of got a bit Suicide Squad-y at times, I will say. Um, even though these songs were, weren't as crazy because the Suicide Squad songs were fucking like all over the place and just like, but this one um, stays in the 80s, however, it's kind of jarring at times and kind of takes you out the film and it gets a bit too much sometimes. You're just like, oh, you know, maybe just didn't use that. Maybe we could have just used this, the sound design of the scene. Um, and the music kind of just goes, it would, it would like, it would build and then at moments it would just fucking go to 11 and just take over the movie, which was, as I said, gets annoying, um, and it kind of took me out of it. 
Um, and that's all the cons I would probably give it. And um, yeah, that's the end I'll say. However, I still had some fun with it and uh, some great action scenes. As I said, Charlize Theron kicks ass, and I just wanted wanted to see more of her. I just wished her character was. Uh, at, at least written better or given more more backstory. You do see a shred of what she experienced with another agent, but however, they never touch on that ever again, which I really thought they would have went into and given her character more depth. However, her character is more of a shooting machine, pretty much, and saying funny um, little one-liners. But not like your cheesy one-liners. She just says, fuck a lot. So, um... Yeah. I don't know. <coughs> Oh, you don't have to really rush to see this one, but if you catch it on Blu-ray or some of that, still give still give it a watch. Um, it's some of the best action this year, anyway, um, compared to your quick cut, shaky cam bullshit. Um, they they at least do try here, but they could have done better with the story, as I said, and the screenplay and the characters. Um, and that's all I'll say on Tommy Blonde. <clears throat> and then the last film I watched recently, picked up on Blu-ray, was. Um, Berlin Syndrome, directed by Kate Shortland, who is an Australian director and stars an Australian actor, Theresa Palmer, but with a German actor, uh, Max Rem- Rimlet, Rimlet, Rimlet. Uh, he's Wolfgang in Sensate. That's all I say because I, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, that's Wolfgang from Sensate. <laughs> so uh, he was, he was good. The story was good. The tension was good. Um, made me scared of going to Germany. I'll tell you that. If I was a if I was a girl instead of a boy, I would be like kind of was like oh well fuck we're we're not falling in love with Germany I fucking tell you that because shit like this can happen. <laughs> anyway, the plot is so um, Teresa Palmer plays Claire and she falls in love with Andy, who is played by Max, and uh, they have a little whole lot of little romance. However, one day morning one morning after they have sex. Uh, she wakes up and finds out he's actually locked her in his apartment at, while he's gone to... He's a school teacher, so he's gone to school. But he's locked her in his apartment, and she's kind of like, what the fuck's going on? Anyway, so he comes back, and then you find out he's trying to keep her there in the apartment. And you're like, and then, bang, you've got your movie. Uh, Teresa Palmer's performance is the best I've ever seen from her. I think this is her best film, and she shines in this movie. And she, this movie was um, directed uh, so... It was directed so well by Kate Shortland. And, um, this movie was kind of, I think this movie, like, gathered some buzz at Sundance, however, not too much. It was, it was kind of like a sleeper. Um, I, but I, however, I, I really enjoyed it. And, um, this score was another, a great standard. Surface of all, you have gorgeous cinematography. Um, I want to shout out the cinematographer. I don't give a fuck about 9%, because the cinematography was beautiful. Um... <laughs> Sorry if I'm coughing, I'm way too close to the microphone. However, this has this is how it has to be, unfortunately. Um, oh, sorry, we're going to Berlin sooner. Here we go. Alright, the internet wants to fuck me. Alright, cool. I don't know, it's right. The DP, you can go find it yourself, so just, just look it up. Um, it's gorgeous cinematography. The score is another great standout. It's haunting, yet quiet, very ominous. Uh, nice piano keys. And um, it's just, it's really great. It suits the film. Um, the only cons I'll probably give is the ends are, the ending is pretty predictable, and, uh, sometimes the performance of Max is just outshined by Teresa Palmer's performance of Claire. And you can tell, like, Kate didn't really work on Andy. She kind of worked on Claire a bit more and worked with Teresa a bit more. Um, but that's, that's really it. Like, I really enjoyed this film. It's very, it's fucking, it's tense as fuck. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's dark. It's well-paced as well. It's a, it's a bit of a slow burn, but 
<coughs> you get there. You get there. And um, I think it's... It could have been... I think it was like nearly two hours. It could have been ten minutes shorter. However, I, that's only like the smallest nitpick I have of it. Um, I still really enjoyed it. Berlin Syndrome. Check it out. Great movie about holiday romances that go fuckaroo. And, um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. So, those are the movies I wanted to talk about, because I think that's it, haven't I? That's it, isn't it? Yeah, that's all the movies I wanted to talk about. Um, I'm seeing, I'm hopefully going to see, next Wednesday, I'm hopefully going to see Logan Lockie, um, Stephen Soderbergh's new one, and that's got Shannon Tate, Madam Driver, and a, apparently a really funny performance from Daniel Craig, which I'm pretty intrigued about, and curious to see. So um, I want to I want to check out that film next week. I'm pretty sure is the Dark Tower out. I don't know if I've watched the Dark Tower though. Um, not not seeing it because I'm not really a fan of horror and I don't really want to see a fucking clown in, the, in a dark theater because I will I will probably shit myself and uh, excuse myself in the theater. Get a fucking patron in there. Look, there's shit on your chair. I'm sorry, but there's a clown. I watch I was watching a movie. There's a fucking clown in it named Pennywise, and now there's shit in your cinema seat. And you you better get your janitor because it's a fucking mess in there. Uh, <coughs> yeah, so not checking that out. Oh, I got a bit of a catch in my throat. Uh, you say so? Yeah. Um, not checking that. I think the next one I want to see. Okay, what I'm what I'm actually not happy about is I really want to see Ingrid Goes West because that is out in America at the moment, but apparently we are not getting a release here because it is such. It's expanding, but it's not expanding that much, and it's only playing in a few theaters in America. And apparently we are not even getting it. We did get it at the Sydney Film Festival, however, that was I had no money at the time and that was seventy bucks to go. And I had a lot of chances actually to check out these these films like the Big Sick, Wind River, Ingrid Goes West, Little Hours. Um and another what was the other one? Um I think it was Patty Cakes. Patty Cakes as well. Um however that comes out actually soon here, um, in September, so I'm going to see Patty Cakes. Um but I'm really, yeah, I don't, I don't like how Ingrid Goes West. I really want to see Ingrid Goes West because I've heard it's, I've heard great things from it. I, I'm a massive fan of Aubrey Plaza, Elizabeth Olsen. I'll have her again. Great, I love Elizabeth Olsen and um, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Ever since Straight Outta Compton has impressed me, so I want to see more of him. And uh, but mostly Aubrey, Aubrey, Aubrey uh, I'm a ma- massive Aubrey fan. Love the girl. And um, apparently she, this is the best role yet, so I want to check it out. Um, it's a dark comedy about Instagram and social media, so that's an interesting concept. So I hope it's executed well by <coughs> Matt Spicer, his first movie. But yeah, we're not getting it here. This is bullshit. We're not getting Ingrid Goes West. I checked all the cinemas. We're not getting Ingrid Goes West, guys. We're not getting it. Um, which is... But if you saw it at Sydney Film Festival, Sydney Film Festival, good on you. But we're not getting it here for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, who knows, we could be get like a late release, but again, I've, I don't know if we will, to be honest. I think I'll have to wait to the Blu-ray, and then, uh, <coughs> and then grab it then. Fucking hell, this catch in my throat is really fucking annoying. I hate catches. Sore throats, I can do because I can just pop a lolly in, but catches in your throat, where you got like, a, I don't know if a bit of dust or something has happened, there's like a, something caught in your throat, and you got to keep coughing all the time, that's really fucking annoying to me, especially if you're trying to talk to someone, especially if you're trying to talk to fucking people. So yeah, um, well, where's, where the fuck are my notes? I've lost my notes. Uh, yeah, so, <clears throat> as I said, 
to finish off this podcast, uh, as I said, I've uh, th- I've started a new project. Longland has been complete. Um, we are still trying to work on that final grade, uh, the very, 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 very final cut of it. Uh, a lot of varies there, but the very final cut. We're looking to get that out to. Um, I forget what festival is called, and I can't check the phone because yeah. But uh, we're looking to get that out soon and just, uh, get that get people to see it because we had like people people have seen like the uh, the the final cut which is not really the final cut it's like the first final cut we did <coughs> and um, yeah I just lost my fucking because I was focusing on my throat so I just lost my train of thought oh yeah so yeah sorry <laughs> the the uh, the very very final cut which we are trying to finish the moment my DP and I try to finish uh, will be out soon hopefully so we'll be able to see that anyone will be able to see that soon uh, my new project beautiful game I'm working on it at the moment uh, it is in third draft stages and pre-production we're kind of like quarter way through pre-production um, and because I'm about to put out the casting ad either this weekend or the next and find some people to fill those roles of these interesting people, <clears throat> interesting characters. But that's up to you to decide, not me. I think they're interesting, but it's up to the audience, you know, to say, "Look, I didn't think those characters were that interesting, to be honest." Or just like, "Holy shit!" The whole time, I was like, "Fuck!" So you know, you don't really know what reaction you're gonna get, but yeah, play it by ear. Um, yeah. So next stage, I probably would get a, to be get a treatment done and a director statement. So hoping to get those done soon. Um, <clears throat> just want to touch on one last thing with the hour point what am I at an hour yeah cool um, just want to touch on one last thing the fun police which I talked about um, I put a post up on the um, I, haven't, I haven't really talked about it in the podcast but I put a post up on my Facebook page Kyle Cruz um, not my personal one my um, uh, I guess business one I guess the content one creator one I don't know I don't know what you'd call it um, entertainment page I guess on Facebook and um, just hit the microphone there I put a little teaser out on that and Instagram released it on my Instagram as well and I'd still do that would be out in October so we'll be starting to film in September we're going to film in September and I'm hoping to edit that in the later weeks of September and get the first episode out by October or at least I'd say like mid-October like 10th around there hoping to get the first episode out, maybe the first two episodes out if we work our fucking asses off. However, as I said, I will also be in the pre-production of this new short film, um, which is even longer than Longland. So, it, who knows what could happen. The first episode will be lucky to come out. Um, sorry, not lucky. The first episode I really want to come out in October, so hopefully I'll be getting it done. Because I think they'll only be like, what, 20 minutes long, the um, episodes? So, um, who knows, even 15 maybe. But I've got scripts written, I've got ideas down, and that will be done. I'm hoping to do at least six episodes for this first um, season. If people like it, we might we might do a season two. I don't know. That's up to everybody else <clears throat> and how it uh, is received. So that will be released on my YouTube channel. Uh, Fun Police will be released on my YouTube channel. Uh, every episode will come out weekly. Um, or if I release the first two and like the first... Uh, day or so may even do that however if, if I do go by um, if I do go by like the weekly thing if I, if I am working on the uh, beautiful game 
production and working my ass off on that. Uh, it will probably be weekly or at the very worst, uh, worst case scenario, bi-weekly. So, um, because I'll be editing that at the same time, you know. Doing two things at once, multitasking. Uh, busy, busy, busy. <clears throat> so that'll be out in October, hopefully. The first episode, episode one, will hopefully be out beginning of October or like close to the mid of October. I'm very excited about that. Going to be filming that in two weeks' time. Uh, but that's about it for the uh, the return podcast of the KC at the movies. Hope you enjoyed this content and this podcast. Hope you enjoyed. Please check out um, the movies that I mentioned. Um, I want to just shout these great ones out again. Um, do please. Uh, I don't think you've watched these. If I don't give you, you can catch them in the cinema at the moment. These recent ones, or if you want to just wait wait for the Blu-ray, wait for them to watch them on Blu-ray because definitely they deserve they deserve a watch. Please check out Baby Driver. Shot Caller, Ghost Story, uh, Big Sick, Wind River, and Berlin Syndrome. Um, the other ones, uh, check out if you want to. But those ones I reckon you should actually actually see. Especially Wind River and The Big Sick and Baby Driver. Those three are the fucking... <coughs> the cream of the crop for me. And uh, you definitely check those out. Right, that's going to wrap up this podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, welcome back, me, I guess. And uh, hopefully we can, I can continue this, and people won't really care about like the, oh he's back to his headphones. Like all right, at least I'm still he's still doing it. So, um, but I think I will still do it anyway because there's an emptiness that I need to fill, and uh, I will keep filling it. I guess I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this. Uh, you can check check out the page on Facebook, Carl Cruz, the Entertainment Page on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram. That will be in the description of this uh, thing. Kai Adrian Cruz on Instagram. And uh, you can check out my letterbox, Kyle Cruz on Letterboxd, uh, because I'm back to that now, and um, I've kind of updated that. And I'll doing like I'll be do I'll do like mini reviews for these films, and you can check these out. And I'll make a few lists if I want to. Um, yeah, so that's about it. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Um, make do use this weekend to either check out Wind River or The Big Sick, because I know I fucking know those two films are out right now. So check out any of those films, and um, if you're at JB Hi-Fi and you got a, got a sale on. I'm pretty. I saw Berlin Syndrome. That's where I got it. So um, check out Berlin Syndrome if you want to check out a great Australian film, and f- funded by Australian people. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so that's it. And I'll hopefully talk to you uh, next Tuesday for the halfer, um, if not the next Thursday. Have a great. Have again. Have a great week. This is just repetition now, isn't it? This is like fucking. This is the uh, the the edge of tomorrow. This is Groundhog Day. <laughs> this is fucking oh fuck I'm just gonna end it now alright fuck bye <laughs>